stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Hello and welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. It's an absolutely incredible day today in Scottsdale, Arizona, a little cool. Some people even put their long pants on today, I understand. I'm not one of them. I'm sitting here in my shorts being extremely comfortable and thinking about how hot it's going to get in the summer. That's okay. We kind of like to roast a little bit. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about medicine as we've done in the last couple of weeks. In our society, if you ask a person about their doctor, they're probably going to want to know if you know about, want to know about their internist or their cardiologist, their gynecologist, whatever kind of doctor it is. But by and large, they're talking about their specialty within allopathic medicine. Allopathic medicine is traditionally in our culture been synonymous with Western medicine. But as they say in commercials, wait, there's more. There are other approaches to medicine that are very valid, very helpful, very um, powerful, actually. And you're probably familiar with some of them. In fact, you've probably utilized some of them. For instance, most of us these days have a chiropractor. I remember in the days when you didn't tell anybody if you had a chiropractor and you hope nobody found out because it was a little frowned on. Now we all have a chiropractor. My family care physician is an osteopath and she's extremely good. Uh, we talk about Ayurvedic medicine. We talk about homeopathy. Today we're going to talk about naturopathic medicine. You know, we have a lot of choices and I think it's important that we know what each of them are because each one has its great, great value. Naturopathic medicine is based basically on the belief that the human body has an innate healing ability. We're like a walking pharmacy. We have built in us those things that we need to help us stay healthy. According to the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, and this is a direct quote, they craft comprehensive treatment plans that blend the best of modern medical science 
and traditional natural medical approaches to not only treat disease, but to also restore health. And it's a little different than what we're used to hearing about treating symptoms. We want to be restored to health. And that's what our guest today is going to talk about. Our guest today is Dr. Julie Kiefer. She graduated from the Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine in 2001 and completed her residency there in general practice in 2002. During her residency, she began working as a teaching assistant, instructing students in minor surgery, and she still acts as an instructor there. In addition to teaching, Dr. Kiefer's continued to work with patients in private practice and has served as the medical director for five laser and aesthetic skin care clinics in the Valley. Dr. Kiefer is also a founding board member of the Naturopathic Board of Aesthetic Medicine. I wish you could see, Julie, it's too bad this isn't a, a video kind of program because you'd see that she has beautiful skin and wants to help other people have wonderful skin as well. She's focused on aesthetic and laser medicine for almost a decade it's interesting because she looks like she's about 18. I don't know when she got all that in. She also provides expertise in hormone therapy and medically supervised weight management. Now, her other claim to fame and where I met her is this. Uh, I met her at T-Ball and now join her at Little League Games where our, her son Antonio and my grandson Jack play baseball together. So we get together and we talk about medicine. It is such a delight and just a pleasure to introduce to you Dr. Julie Kiefer. Hi, Julie. How are you? Fabulous, Irene. How are you? You sound great. I'm <laughs> great. I want you to tell us just a little bit about yourself. Who's Julie Kiefer? Where did she come from? You know, a little bit about who you are as a person. Okay, I don't know how I can do that in a nutshell, but I'll try. Um, I was born and raised in Michigan. Uh -huh. I ended up, I'm a, kind of a country girl to start. Um, I went to University of Michigan for my undergrad, and then I um, moved out west. I went to Texas, did, did some of my prereqs there, and ended up doing um, my medical training in Arizona. I'm, I've been in Arizona since 97, and I love it, and I love what I do every day. Um, I don't even know how to put that in a nutshell. I'm in many different places, and um, I do different things in each place. I do a lot of aesthetics and working with laser, but I also do general medicine, and um, if you kind of wrap it up, I help people feel good, whether it's from their health, <laughs> whether they feel good about their skin, or their body weight, or their hormones are imbalanced, or their neurotransmitters, but the end goal is that they feel good. So that's what I do. S sounds wonderful. What made you choose naturopathic medicine? What was the, what was the call? I'll tell you, um, when I was in doing my undergraduate at University of Michigan, I took a women's health class, and they had just mentioned something about homeopathy. And I was, it was a new concept to me. And so I looked into that, and I was really interested in the alternative views of medicine and the alternative views of health. And the more I looked into it, um, you know, doors just started opening, and it's incredible. There's so much, and, you know, I only have a drop of what's really available, and it's so exciting, and there's so much more. But it just made sense. It made sense to restore a person's general state of health, that if the system has an innate intelligence, and if you give it what it needs, it will create its own health. So I love it. 
it, it sounds wonderful, you know, that people realize now that your body has the ability to heal itself and, and you help it do that. Let's talk a little bit about general health. Just, you know, in general, what does a person need to do to be optimally healthy, just on a routine, everyday kind of basis? Okay, so um, this is all information we all know, but it's a nice reminder. And if you go back to the basics and start there and then, you know, go into details for each individual person, the basics. You absolutely have to have um, good food. Your diet has to be good. So um, clean food. The idea is if you get away from processed foods, and wheat and dairy are really, really inflammatory foods. And if you were to, to move away from processed foods in general, that would be a positive for most Americans. Most Americans can't go through a single day without a processed food of some sort. So a good diet, and that means something different for every person, but very general. Um, exercise cannot tell you the importance of exercise. Um, there's nothing like it. Exercise will keep a person's system uh, just in a healthy state and young and moving. That will erase a lot of other faults, possibly. Um, exercise is huge. Diet and exercise, basic. Your environment let, you live in. Let me interrupt you here and tell the audience that most often you rollerblade to the baseball games. You don't ride in your car. You rollerblade from your house to the baseball field. So Julie really does practice what she preaches. So anyway, continue. And it's difficult um, when people say they don't have time to exercise. And I feel the same way, and I have to find ways to do it, whether it's my transportation has to be my form of exercise or I park extra far in the parking lot from where I'm going. You have to find little ways. It doesn't matter um, you know, you don't have to go to a gym every day. If you do, great. That's awesome. But you just have to make it part of your life. It makes a huge difference. Um, yeah, so I, I look at a whole person. And so diet and exercise, and we all know that, but just remembering how to actually make it happen on a day-to-day -day basis, your environment that you live in. And that has to do with, um, you know, your exposure to toxins. But also we have to remember that energies can be toxic too. So making sure that you have space, that is, um, you know, like a healing space or a calm space so that your body can regenerate. If you're constantly surrounded by negative people or too much commotion, then you don't have that relaxation. So environment on multiple levels. Then hormones are huge. We have to maintain hormones in balance and neurotransmitters so that the brain is working. There are so many different aspects to it, and every person is different. And when you hear a person tell their story, you can see the areas that need balancing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you talk a lot about balance. You know, talk a little bit about balance. How do we get in balance? How do we stay in balance? What do we even mean by balance? Right. Well, the body has this innate ability to be in homeostasis where it is optimally balanced and functioning at its maximum. Anytime you don't feel good, whether it's your emotion is bad, whether you're depressed, anxious, whether it's a physical pain, um, you know, pains and negative emotions are signs to the system that something's out of balance. It's your body telling you, hey, something's not right, let's fix it. And so to ignore them and expect them to be natural forms of aging is not okay. Um, we need to just, you know, every person is different. If, say your knee hurts, 
then you have to figure out what is it. Is it my that I'm not getting enough exercise, that the cartilage is breaking down, there's too much inflammation. Inflammation is the cause of many, many disease processes. Um, and usually there are little hints to a person before a big disease shows up. And if you go back in time and listen to their history, oh, yeah, it started with a kidney stone or gout or um, I had pain in my knee or, you know, something. There are little hints along the way before big disease processes show. So um, if you pay attention, you can bring your body back into balance. If you're not paying attention, you'll keep getting bigger and bigger issues until you have no choice but to pay attention. So you're saying that if I pay attention to what my body's trying to tell me and I deal with it at the time, I probably won't need to see a doctor? Is that what you just said? I don't know about a doctor. (laughs) But you may, if you pay attention, you can correct small imbalances before a small imbalance progresses to a large one. And all small ones will progress to a large one if they're not handled in the short term. So uh, if you are addicted to vitamin I, which is ibuprofen, and you're taking ibuprofen every day, all day long, there's some inflammation happening in your body that you're covering with ibuprofen, which is fine because you have to function. But unless you deal with why that inflammation's there, you're going to end up with a larger issue. I love the vitamin I thing. I'm, I'm kind of stuck on vitamin I. Quite an interesting concept because a lot of people just sort of eat ibuprofen or other pain relieving type medicine just as as a routine uh, and you're saying that if you need to do that you better pay attention because there's something going on there right and ibuprofen's not or any of the pain meds are not horrible in themselves they do what they're meant to do but if you're using them and ignoring the symptom that your body is giving you then it will progress I, I hear you. It's, I want you to hold on to that thought because it's time for us to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking more with Julie Kiefer about our health and about naturopathic medicine. So stay tuned. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show saying we'll be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash World Talk Radio or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you are dealing with chronic illness or a disability, at times you can feel lost with nowhere to turn. It doesn't have to be this way at all. You can become an active participant with your doctor in the healing process. Tune in to A Healthy Way to Be Sick with host Mark Lerner. Mark has developed techniques to make your healing a partnership. Each weekly show will cover four main topics and how you can take steps and hear from experts that know the value of patient participation. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Julie Kiefer, Dr. Julie Kiefer, a naturopathic physician. We were talking a little bit about health in general. I'd like to talk a little bit about what the training is, what the education is for a naturopathic physician. Uh, Mainly, I want you to realize how much... Um, Julie has put into this and, and what a wealth of information they come to to working with you and what they bring to that. So, Julie, tell us a little bit about your education and your practice to become a naturopathic physician. Okay, so to become a naturopathic physician, um, not all states are licensed, first of all. Um, it's state by state whether they license physicians or naturopathic physicians. And when they are licensed, there is a medical board that oversees all of the licensed physicians in that state. And um, the ability to like to practice in that state is governed by that body. In order to become a, a licensed naturopathic physician, um, you have to have your bachelor's degree, all of your prerequisites in, for um, medical school, and then medical school, which is four years. At the moment, residencies are not required although um, residencies do exist, they're just not required yet. And then you can go into practice. And then uh, year to year, we are, you know, uh, governed by our medical board and stay up on uh, continued medical training, like all medical professionals. So you you have a pretty strenuous program. I mean, it's not just a, I'm going to take a little course and then put, put some initials behind my name. And I think a lot of people think that that's... That may be true. Um, I know that it is not. You also have specialties, don't you? Tell us a little bit about some of the specialties that you have in naturopathic medicine. So most of the specialties that occur in naturopathic medicine are um, kind of a person just specializing in an area. There's so much information, and this goes for all disciplines in medicine, there's so much information available for any given area of medicine that you could spend your whole time, you know, on a very small portion. Um, in naturopathic medicine that I'm aware of and that I see um, around me, there are naturopathic doctors that work with oncology. They mostly work with cancer or others that are uh, women's health specialists. That there are doctors that are only working with pediatrics. Um, some that are general, but usually they they either have a population that they work with or a system that they work with or um, um, a system of treatment, like there are people who specialize with homeopathic medicine. They don't separate from the naturopathic medicine, but that's their specialty. And so it could go any way. It's a really, really wide field. The biggest thing when you're looking at a physician to work with is that they see health the same way you do. Exactly. And, and, you know, it seems to me that 
most people are really tuned in to naturopathic medicine. They just aren't aware that it's available to them. Um, many people now talk about how the body is designed to heal itself. They just don't quite know what to do about it when their body is not functioning properly. Uh, you're in the area of aesthetics primarily. Tell us a little bit about that and what you do and how you help people. Okay. Um Oh, how did this even start? Okay, so I love working with lasers, and so and I love procedural medicine. And I teach minor surgery at the school, so I love procedures um, that require minor surgical procedures and uh, supporting the system. So it, I support the system in a naturopathic way because naturopathy is really about the way we see health and yet use tools, whatever tool I need to, to attain that endpoint. With aesthetics, um, we're working a lot with restoring skin tone and um, maybe treating acne or the aging process and maintaining healthy skin tone so that collagen loss is minimized or that wrinkles are resurfaced. Um, also, aesthetics goes to the body now, and that's kind of a recent thing that's happened over the last couple of years, is that um, there's a lot more focus on the body, not just the face. For a while, it was just the face, and even the neck told someone's age. Right. And, you know, it's moving down. So now people are concerned with their hands or their abdomens or, you know, the skin tone of the lower legs. It, it doesn't matter. The whole body and what the world sees is considered, you know, aesthetics. So I do a lot with um, all of the available things, the injectables, but also laser, which nothing is more natural than a light source, correct? So... Um, I mean, it's endless. It's knowing so, the goal and then whatever tool we need to get there. So what can you accomplish um, using a laser? What, do you, what kind of procedures do you do? Uh, well, it depends on the laser. There are many, many different types of lasers. So um, when you understand lasers, you, it's the wavelengths and the targets. So you can do something as aggressive as full resurfacing of the face or, you know, any skin area where it's a complete turnover of the skin. That's really aggressive. Or you can do something as simple as pulling pigment out of the skin. So um, sun damage can be treated where you pull the, the flat brown lentigos out of the skin. Um, oh. You can also do skin tightening, which is just sending energy down to heat. It's always with heat or usually with heat that you're creating a change in the tissue. So you're stimulating the tissue with heat and it's creating a healing of itself. So or, is this what they're called, is this what you do when they say it's a, a surgical free facelift? Is this how you do sometimes. a facelift? So that's an interesting marketing idea, the surgery free facelift, um, because that means you're doing something that's lifting the face that's not requiring cutting, that doesn't exclude injectables. So... When they talk about facelifts that are surgery-free, oftentimes that's injecting filler to restore volume, maybe some Botox to stop movement in areas that are causing lines, and it may include lasers to stimulate collagen tightening or collagen stimulation in the skin tightening. So it could, that's, a, that's a marketing thing that I, it could include many, many things. So now let me ask you this. Are you beginning to see um, as many men as women or is it still primarily women who want their face worked on? Oh, men are 
men are around, yes. I wouldn't <laughs> say it's equal, but I would say it's increasing every single year. And there are some days where the waiting room is mostly men, you know. Um, so, and it's not considered, you know, there was this kind of old concept that caring how you look is negative. And that's shifted. That's shifted to where it's not seen as being vain. It's okay to care how you look. That healthy skin, which is the largest organ of the body, is actually a good thing. So I like that shift. That's a that's a really positive movement, I think, that's happened. And so it's become more natural for everyone to want to take care of their skin, whether they're kids or adults, men, you know, all ages. It's really all ages and both sexes. I think it kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that it's okay to improve your self-esteem or to like who you are, to accept yourself, you know, and want to improve. I I think um, some years ago it was not okay to focus on yourself at all, and now we're beginning to realize how important it is that we take care of ourselves. If we don't, we can't help anybody else. I mean, that's sort of a fact, and if we look good while we're doing it, we certainly feel better at it. You're also involved in weight loss programs, which is another thing that helps people feel better about who they are and look better and all of those possibilities. Tell us a little bit about your weight loss program. Weight loss just, it's all part of the same system, right? It's impossible to pull just one aspect out and treat. So weight loss became part of my, I don't know, practice because people who are concerned, they want to feel good. And so looking good on the surface is one thing, but if they don't feel good, if they're carrying around too much extra weight, that's that's a lot. That makes you tired. It makes you, um, you know, not at your full capacity. So I started working with people on weight loss, and I have many different tools, and it always starts with sitting down with the person and finding out why they're carrying the weight. Is it truly a eat too much, not move enough, which sometimes it is, and that's part of the picture, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's hormone balancing. Sometimes it's neurotransmitter balancing. Um, And then you figure out where the hurdle is for this person to lose weight and address it. Um, Sometimes it's balancing the gastrointestinal system. So I can't say that I just do one thing for weight loss, and it's really exciting because there's more and more available every day almost. Um, but I, I have used the HCG diet. I think it's a wonderful tool. I don't think it's the end-all to end-all, um, but I think it's a tool to get people moving in the right direction and then balancing their life in whatever way that needs to happen. Yeah, I, I see weight loss as one of the most complex issues that anybody can deal with. You know, I do some hypnotherapy, and I know that people who want to lose weight often have some very very deep-seated issues and reasons to need that weight for protection or whatever. Do you come in contact, do you come face-to-face with that as well? Absolutely. There is, there's no one way for everyone to lose weight. Um, and sometimes, and I, I learned this from seeing it, um, it's amazing that sometimes when people lose weight, the emotions that are stored there come out. So it's common for someone to have anger come up when they lose weight or grief. Usually it's grief if it's past and anger if it's present. But yes, there is a purpose to fat. And, um, you know, we store toxins. So whether there's an overload of toxins and that can be toxins, physical toxins or, you know, toxic things that have happened, you know, or that they've internalized and it's been a protection in their fat. So 
it's so many different levels, and I don't mean to get woo-woo at all about it, but it's very real. And I see um, over and over again I saw that to where I could actually warn my weight loss patients that, look, as, as you're losing this weight and if you're losing it quickly, emotions may start surfacing and it's okay and it's normal. And the minute it's gone, it's very, you feel light. Your, your, your energy, it lightens up. And and that's absolutely true. You know, it, it's interesting how how you can see that happen. And and do you then have a follow up program for the people that you work with? Because sometimes when the weight is off, it goes right back on. What do you do to follow them up? Well, if you're truly addressing the reason they put the weight on, the weight should not go back on. And just like we talked about, if you're paying attention to the small things that are happening in your body, it'll never become a big thing. Once they get to the weight that they've lost, that they're happy, and or you know, even if it's happier, um, then if you're getting on that scale every single day at the same time every day, you'll know when it's one pound or two pounds gained or five pounds gained versus 15 or 20. So if you're paying attention to the small things, you can make the adjustments necessary versus it becoming the big things. Well said. And, Julie, that brings us right back up to another to- another break. We'll be right back with my guest, Dr. Julie Kiefer. This is the Self-Improvement Show. Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. <laughs> Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. What's missing in your life? Do you feel like you've lost your identity? Are you trying to cope with a loss in your life? Are you trying so hard to be a people pleaser? Stop! Invest some time in Dr. Marla Sloan's program, Mind Over Matters. This program will help you find the answers to these questions and more. Dr. Marla's passion is to help people to be the best they can be. And this program does just that. Tune in to Mind Over Matters with Dr. Marla every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Join host Daniel Gutierrez for Dialogues of the Heart on June 5th in Boulder, Colorado. Sign up for this inaugural show starring Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements, and special guests Jennifer Huff and Malcolm Watson. Be a part of the global dialogue shaping our future and dramatically improve your life, family, business, and most importantly, your success. Can't be there in person? You can still view this exclusive pay-per-view event airing live on the World Transformation Network on voiceamerica.tv. For more information, visit dialoguesoftheheart.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Julie Kiefer, who's a 
a naturopathic physician. We've been talking about all kinds of things, aesthetics and weight loss. And one of the things you mentioned uh, in the last segment was neurotransmitters. Let's talk a little bit about neurotransmitters. What are they? What do you do with them? How do you use them? You know, why, why do people need you to work with them? Let's talk about neurotransmitters. I'd love to. I absolutely love neurotransmitters. They're absolutely fascinating. Okay, so neurotransmitters, in the big scheme of things, there are hundreds of them in your body, and um, they're the way each cell communicates with the next. It's, it's the communication system. And so um, we talk mostly, and most people recognize the neurotransmitters, uh, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine. Um, and there are hundreds, like I said. Um, but those are the ones that most people recognize. They're responsible for everything. And regular medicine, we all kind of get it that they're a big player in overall health and how um, the system is in balance. And especially with the use of of, um, antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, even the um, appetite suppressants are all manipulating neurotransmitters. Even the newspapers, the New York Times and the Arizona Republic, had articles within the last six months on neurotransmitters and how they affect food cravings and sleep and attitude and mood. and um, They affect everything. I started working with them when I started seeing trends in the clients that had difficulty losing weight. I went searching for, what is this? Why am I seeing these specific symptoms or characteristics in my clients that are having difficulty losing weight? And so I went looking for it, and I found more than I was expecting, and I love it. Um, I really love the work that's being done at the University of Minnesota Medical School with Dr. Marty Heinz. And mm-hmm. um, he describes it as there are four master neurotransmitters, and they have to be in balance. If they're not in balance, it's, it's as bad as not having them or um, having a deficiency. So um, serotonin and dopamine like they're on opposite sides of a teeter-totter. You have to raise them in balance, and the system will balance out, as we talked about balance before. So things that would indicate that your neurotransmitters are low or out of balance would be food cravings, especially for chocolate or carbs like sweets, Mm -hmm. Um, energy dips throughout the day, especially that 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock energy dip where you're just looking to eat something. And if you check in with yourself, if you're experiencing those, it's not really um, a physical hunger. It's a mental hunger. Your brain wants the food. And that's because the body has figured out that when it eats those certain things, it gets a temporary short burst of dopamine. And so it gets this burst of a neurotransmitter that it's looking for. Um, Other things, sleep disturbance, inability to fall asleep because your mind's racing or inability to stay asleep. Restless leg, it's even been linked with Parkinson's and um, fibromyalgia, memory loss, inability to uh, just have the sharpness of brain function, and they're really, really closely related to hormones. So when hormones are off, it just magnifies the neurotransmitter imbalance. It's absolutely fascinating. So it can become a vicious cycle. Oh, it's... Absolutely. Even uh, kids with ADD and ADHD, it's all balancing the neurotransmitters. It's unbelievable. So, so what happens if 
you go to a, a, a physician and he sees that, oh, you're a little depressed or, you know, you need to lose weight and he gives you, I'm assuming that you can, I know you can give dopamine because they use it with Parkinson's. He, what if he gives you some neurotransmitters, but, you know, is there a way to study what you're low on, what you need? What happens if you take these and it throws something else out of balance? Right, which could happen. Um, I like to use the um, the approach that Marty Hines uses, which is using um, amino acids to drive the system to create more of the neurotransmitters. Um, typically what happens in medicine today is that reuptake inhibitors are used instead of the direct neurotransmitter. You can't just give the direct neurotransmitter and get it where you want it to be. Um, so using the amino acid precursors, particularly 5-HTP and um, tyrosine, L-tyrosine, can drive the system to create higher levels. What so you, you can get the system to create its own then? Yes. And you have to cross a blood-brain barrier. You know, it has to cross over before being created in order to actually get the substance. So uh, it's very effective. I've used... Um, I've been doing this for probably two or three years of using that system of use, using the um, amino acids and natural amino acids, and it's unbelievable. The, the reuptake inhibitors work short-term, except that long-term they actually deplete. So um, once you have the effect of a reuptake inhibitor to increase serotonin or to increase norepinephrine, um, you will see the results, and then it feels like they're not working as well over time. But you keep taking them because not taking them makes them ten times worse, and it's actually dangerous for some people. What's happening is the system is being depleted of its overall stores of serotonin or norepinephrine or dopamine or whatever it is. And how do you how do you I stop this depletion? Well, when someone comes to me and they want to do neurotransmitter balancing and they're already on a um, serotonin reuptake inhibitor or serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor, I don't mm -hmm. take them off of it. I first start them, add in the amino acid um, supplement to bring their stores up, and all of a sudden their meds are working again. Once their meds are working again, they feel great. And so once you get the, the natural stores up, you get them feeling good, which is the intent always is to get someone feeling good then they may decide that they want to start weaning off. If they don't want to wean off, I'm okay with that. It's their choice. But if they stay on the supplement to, to replenish the stores, then their metals continue working. So you, what do you, besides weight loss, what do you use neuro, uh, the neurotransmitters for? I use them a lot, especially when people go through, okay, so... When people go through changes, hormonal changes, I will use them a lot because when the hormones are even slightly off balance, it, it's like a magnifying glass to any imbalance in the neurotransmitters. So when people go through the menopausal change, um, there's often, you know, either depression or really emotional or their brains don't work very well or their sleep is disturbed. You know, that's when you really see the result or the imbalance in neurotransmitters. And so I'll use them a lot there in order to help a person feel better so that we can get everything back into balance. Or if someone, if there's a history of depression or Alzheimer's or, you know, 
there's sometimes there's a genetic predisposition to having lowered amounts or imbalanced amounts. Or I'll use them with ADHD or, you know, it can be used anywhere that you see the symptoms. Once you get used to what the symptoms are telling you, you can use them anywhere. They must feel almost like something magic in the beginning to people who've not been able to sleep or can't remember or just feel generally upset or always hungry or some of those things. It must feel almost like a miracle. It is because they know something's wrong, but they don't know how to fix it. And so when someone is like, oh, do you have this symptom? And do you have this symptom? They're like, oh, my gosh, you get it. It's, you know, that's the whole thing. You just described me in a nutshell. And so... It is. It it is. It, it affects the entire system, and their life can be back to where it used to be. Backed into balance, I believe, balance. is the word. So, you know, along with neurotransmitters, you were talking about hormone replacement, and yet we've heard a lot of, in the last few years about the dangers of hormone replacement and estrogen and all of those things that happen when, when you're on things maybe in excess. Let's talk a little bit about hormone replacement and whether or not everybody needs it. Okay. Um, I love hormones. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Again, um, I believe in anti-aging medicine, and I think naturopathic medicine in general is anti-aging medicine because if your body is in balance, it won't break down the way that, you know, we see the natural aging process to be. So when we think about hormone levels, and when I'm talking about, right now when I'm talking about hormone levels, I'm I'm thinking about the natural life cycle where you're a child and you're growing, you're growing, and then you get to the reproductive years. And the reproductive years um, are really like the golden years of when your body is perfectly working. That's when, you know, everything is just, you know, at its highest peak. And that's when, you know, the body is in great shape. Right. And then when the hormones start to decline, and they can start as, you know, they can start early to decline. Usually in the 30s somewhere, you start to see levels at least changing ratios or de- declining. Um, somewhere around there, things start to show up, and that's where we start to see chronic issues showing up in the 40s, 50s, 60s. When the hormones are declining, the body is not functioning at, at, at its optimal level, and um, you know, tissues start to dry out, they get brittle, there's not, the connections are not the same. Um, and we start to see the body having issues, whether it's inflammation and arthritis or, um, you know, cancer showing up or, you know, whatever it is, that's when we really start to see things breaking down. And um, I believe that if we are in tune with the little subtle changes and identify them and we don't think it's okay to not feel good and address that balance that you can, and especially with hormones, you can maintain that feeling good for a much longer time and the body's ability to heal itself and stay in balance. What do you use for estrogen replacement then? I, You know, I date back to the days when Premarin was in such... It was in fashion, actually. Everybody took Premarin, and and then I discovered how it was made and took myself off of it. What do you use to keep the estrogen levels in some kind of balance for women? Right. So there was a big fear with that whole Premarin, and it was the big study that was done, 
and it showed that there was increased risk for women on multiple levels using Premarin. Um, well, kind of, it hit the public with this fear, even though there was literature leading up to that time period that was showing we shouldn't be using this, but when it actually hit, there was this overnight fear of the entire country, and all these women came off their hormones overnight. Um, that was That is an artificial estrogen. It is not a human estrogen that the body knows how to break down. We have the ability to use bioidentical, meaning a substance, an estrogen, that the body has known its whole life. We're able to break it down. We recognize it. We're able to break it down. There's more than just one estrogen. We have E1, E2, E3, three different types that are you know, we typically talk about. And we can do a combination of those so that we have the effects of it, of the estrogen maintaining the levels, but also protective effects of estrogen. And so bioidentical always, always is what we use. And if it's in lower doses, because estrogen is aggressive, if we use lower doses, we can maintain balance. And we have to have the other hormones in balance as well. For women, specifically progesterone, always look at testosterone as well. It's it's too bad we don't hear more about this, um, about these natural uh, bioidentical hormones. It's time now for us to go to another break, so hold that thought. We'll be right back. This is Irene Conlon with her guest, Dr. Julie Kiefer. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all lead busy lives, and sometimes we think we can't take care of our health. We battle food addictions, time restrictions, and media conflictions when it comes to our health. Now, you can tune in to the Dare to be Healthy show with host Alia Almoayed. Good health comes to those who dare to take the leap into the amazing world of natural healing. Find out what it's like to look and feel great. And finally, live your life to its maximum potential. Let Alia and her guests show you how. Dare to be Healthy is broadcast live Mondays at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. This is 
Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Julie Kiefer. We've been talking about all kinds of things that have to do with helping you look good and feel good. Uh, we were talking just before the break about neurotransmitters and hormones. And during the break, we got into a little conversation about sleep. And I've been seeing a sleep specialist. I think we've talked about that. Uh, there's a lot of talk about sleep ap- uh apnea I don't know why I can't say that today sleep apnea but Julie has things to share with you about how you can get some better sleep just not counting sheep but doing a little bit with some hormone replacement and neurotransmitters let's talk a little bit about how you help people sleep first of all I want to say sleep is huge sleep is where the body calms down goes into that parasympathetic mode and heals itself as soon as you see that your sleep is not good, that you're not getting really solid, deep sleep, and you're not waking refreshed, that's a hint that your body's telling you something's out of balance, and let's do something about it. Because, so everybody um, should get a full night's sleep, and that, that's not good if you don't. That's right, because the body is not in balance if you don't, and you'll start to have inflammatory issues, and you, you won't be functionally, functioning optimally if you're not able to get sleep. And if you are, have a period of time where you are, um, don't have enough sleep, you will have a sleep deficit where it will take time to catch up. Um, so it's common. You, it's amazing how many people do not sleep well. And they just kind of assume it's normal or they have to have some big medication that will knock them out. Well, and many of us won't take any medication. It's better just to lay there and listen to something we want to learn than take a bunch of stuff. So, you know, what what can you do to help people who think that so they don't sleep, that's what they have to put up with? How, how can you help people get a better night's sleep? Right. So it's very individual. It's again, comes back to talking and figuring out what is in the way of the person sleeping. And there are hints to it as well. If someone lays down to go to sleep and has difficulty falling asleep, and usually it's like the mind is racing, you, you can't, you don't have control over it. You're just off on this tangent and off on that tangent, and it's just thinking and thinking, and what I have to do today and what I have to do tomorrow. And um, that oftentimes a little bit of immediate release melatonin can help get the person's mind to turn off. It's a neurotransmitter balancing situation. Um, 5-HTP, doing that 5-HTP with the tyrosine and getting that balance will often improve someone's sleep. Um, if someone falls asleep easily but then wakes up, then and they're falling asleep okay but they're waking up, then an immediate release melatonin is not going to help. It needs to be a sustained release. And sometimes both are needed. Um, or it's a hormone deficiency. Um, a lot of times when women go through menopause, their sleep is really disturbed, not only from hot flashes, but they're just not getting that continuous sleep. And like I said before, when hormones are off balance, the neurotransmitters, it's magnified. And so it comes back to neurotransmitters, hormones. Um, You know, we have little tools like melatonin, making sure that there's no light in the room. I mean, it's really simple stuff, but we kind of forget about it, not eating too late at night. Um, So, So you're saying that anybody, whether they're old or young or busy or not busy or, you know, stressed or not stressed, still should be able to get a good night's sleep? They should be able to. And this is a big hurdle for many people. And um, I want people to 
say it's not okay to not feel good and it's not okay not to sleep well. Because when you believe that it's not okay to live like that, then you start looking for the, the answer to it. And it's about balance of the system. You know, a, a lot symptom. of people, especially people my age, grew up with the idea that you have to put up with a lot. You're saying we really don't, that we need to pay attention and and not put up with it and get it fixed before it becomes a problem. Absolutely. Um, that's a huge shift. That's a shift that ha- is happening and needs, I want to, you know, say that it's not okay to not feel good. That pain in your neck that has been there, you thought it was a day and now it's six months, it's not okay. So do something to fix it, you know, or whatever it is. If it lasts more than a short period of time, it's now becoming a chronic problem and we have to say it's not okay to live like this and we're out of balance somewhere, so finding that balance again. Do you find that a lot of people just don't take time to pay attention to what their body's trying to say in this awful stressful routine we've gotten for ourselves? Are are people just unaware or do they just not want to deal with it? I don't know. It varies from person to person. Um, Some people are so busy taking care of everything outside that there's no time to take care of what's happening inside. Others don't know what to do. There are many people that rely on, you know, the clerks at the store to tell them what they need for their health. That's very, very common. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the stumbling block is. Uh, awareness, I guess, or just, you know, that's that whole mental state of what's happening, what's happening, being aware of it. And Do you think more people are becoming aware of the other types of medicine that are available to them, like natural, na- natural. I can't even say it today. That's all right. We know what you mean, yeah. naturopathic medicine. Yeah. Absolutely. People are, especially when people really open their eyes to other alternatives, is when their doctor says, there's nothing more I can do for you. Or they keep giving them more pills and more pills and more pills. And pills are fine in their own right. But when a person realizes that whatever system they're using isn't working, and want to shift. That's when people are seeking out acupuncturists, naturopathic medicine. Um, they're going to the health food store and looking for vitamins or herbs that will help them. They know their body's not in balance. They know they're not getting where they need to be, and they're looking for something else. And I love it. I think that's great. I think it's expansion. Oh, I think it's wonderful. And we have more and more stores that have natural products available and understand naturopathy or homeopathy or you know other types of... Um, I guess I want to say healing practices that can help them through it or at least give them information to work with. You know, there was a time that you wouldn't talk about any other form of medicine. Mm-hmm. And now we have it available to us. Um, I think it's just a wonderful and refreshing change. And we hear more and more about stories of drug interactions and death due to properly prescribed drugs and drug interactions. And I think people are becoming more and more aware of what can happen if they're not really paying attention to what they're getting. Just, you know, it's almost time for us to end this show. So, you know, tell us your take on who's responsible for my health anyway. Are you or am I? Absolutely. You have 
to be responsible for your own health, but you don't have all the tools that you need to, to figure it out, which is why you seek out a specialist to help you. Um, one of the sad things is how we've divided everything. There's a cardiologist and a pulmonologist and a nephrologist and a urologist or whatever it is, um, and no one's looking at the whole system. You have to be the one that's looking at the whole system and get everything back into balance and then seek out the specialist that will help you. Naturopathic doctors are an awesome, um, I don't know, uh, tool that can help you get back into balance. So, and, and is give that give our listeners your 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 parting shot. What what thought would you like to leave them with today, Julie? Uh, you cannot underestimate the power of your mind when you decide ah. that you are going to be healthy and happy, and everything you do will direct you in that way, your life will head that direction. So absolutely the power of the mind. And all I can say to that is amen. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us. Next week's guest is Peter Buffett, the son of Warren Buffett, who's going to be talking about his new book, Life is What You Make It. So tune in again next week. Again, Julie, thank you so much for being our guest today. It is a complete pleasure, Irene. Thank you. This is Irene Conlon saying goodbye for now for the Self-Improvement Show. We'll be back next week, so tune in again next Thursday at noon. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.